welcome to the Power Hour. This is the best day of the week because it is Power Hour Day. Welcome everybody here on this show, which has a topic. Why should you choose customers? Remember, I'm Coach Colin. I'm here to help you master your leadership. Today's session is why should you choose customers? And there are some interesting topics in here, of course. And we will get started right away with this. And the last time we got together, we were talking actually about the customer process, the changes that the customer is going through. And just to Bear in mind for everybody who might want to remember what the last power hour was about. Here's a super summary, because when you start talking to the customers at different levels within their company, you have to be aware of the fact that they have got way too much information so that they can take decisions and they get too much information from the different channels. And it's like so confusing and it is a hard time to make the choices. And... On the other side, there are also so many people involved in these types of decisions. And you know that because there are many, many different types of committees that are taking decisions and reference groups and all these specialists who come in and take part in the decision. And the third point is that we have to consider there's so many options to choose from. And sometimes it is unclear really um, what are the decision points around these options that there are? And and finally, when the customer does want to choose something, it is so hard really to see the true value of what they are looking for. Because let's face it, we are as good as our competitors. So how can we really make sure that our customer sees what they want to see? So in this environment... The whole question comes into our heads. Why do we have to choose customers altogether then? Why can't we just react and why can't we just sort of serve our customers when they need serving? And this is what today is is all about. And I'm not sure why you are here because it could be that you are not doing these customer choices yet and you are perhaps thinking, hey, perhaps it is okay to continue doing like this and focus and serve my customers as quickly as possible. Or or you think perhaps you've already done some customer choices, but you would like to be better at doing this. It could also be that you would like to do it, but you don't really know where to get started. In In any case, you are in the right place when you get the feeling that only reacting to the customer demands is not the most effective way of working. In fact, sometimes it could be that you feel stressed about so many calls and so many demands from customers. You're trying to meet these demands as quickly as possible. Or you're just looking at a new way to to make your, your region grow and be more effective with your team. And this is what we're going to talk about. Now, before we step back, sorry, before we step forward and really go into the details of choosing customers, I would like to share you share with you a little story. Um, Last last week, I was I was in Germany, and when you travel from from Sweden to Germany, then the supermarkets they become sort of 
very much larger like they are in Sweden. In fact, sometimes I think they're like 10 times larger and they're 10 times larger offer. And when you go into the shelf and you want to buy some biscuits or some yogurts, they're like 10 times more yogurts in, in the shelf. And there are natural yogurts and there are, there are specific fruit-flavored yogurts and unsugared yogurts and left-turning yogurt cultures and right-turning yogurt. And it's just crazy. And it's like what am I going to choose? And I had this experience because I was going to um, visit my, my brother one, one evening and, and he said, go, go down to the shop and get something so that we can make some salad. So I went down to the supermarket and I was going down these aisles and aisles looking for things to, to make up the salad. And in fact, I, I was standing in front of this yogurt aisle and I was overwhelmed by the number of choices that were possible. And it took me like 35 minutes to get through that supermarket just to, to buy some ingredients for, for the salad because I didn't know where to go. And there was so much to choose from that on the way out, I, um, I then um, uh, drove, drove to my brother's and uh, I, was, I was spoke to him and I said, you go to the supermarket normally, don't you? And he said, yes, of course I go to the supermarket. And I said, well, how do you then shop? And he said, I have a shopping list. I said, wow, perhaps a shopping list might have helped in this case because with a shopping list, you deliberately choose what you want to buy. And when you go through the aisles, you suddenly realize, hey, this is not an aisle I need to go through. And you go to the next aisle, which means that you become quite efficient in choosing what you want to have, which means you normally do your shopping perhaps in half the time. Because your brain is already predicting where you need to go and is already analyzing certain, certain uh, rows of shelves and already giving, giving you a preconceived information whether I need to go there down that aisle or not. Which means rather than me going systematically up and down all the aisles, you would skip certain aisles and come out of that shop in half the time. So I thought, huh, how can we use this? when we go and choose our customers? How can we use this to be more efficient when we deal with our customers? What would happen if you looked at your territory like you were looking at these rows and rows of shelves and corridors in the supermarket and you would decide for yourself which rows to go down and pick some articles from and which rows you would skip? You would do it in half the time. Because you wouldn't have to go up and down all the shelves, look at all the articles and decide what you want. Which means you wouldn't go up and down all the, the roads with all your customers and ask, do you need anything or not? You would have a pre-decided route. And that is where things would become much more efficient. And this is why this example of how do you shop in your supermarket versus how do you go and shop in your region has absolute relevance because it's a question about when do you choose what do you choose and why do you choose because if there are so many choices you have to be better at making those choices which means that you want to be more proactive in making those choices so what does that really mean for us of course, we're not running a supermarket and we're not chasing customers, but we are running a business. And I've 
put together here the next three slides that will give you an idea around how can you break down those choices and why are these choices impo important. So let's have a look at these. Here's the, um, here's the first slide. The question is, when do we need to choose? As you know, um, if you look at this diagram here, over the years from 2000 back until today, the markets typically have been going through a cycle of, you know, a profitable cycle, and then there was downturn with a crash, and then there was upswing again. But the recent cycles that we have are not really existing anymore. In fact, those economic cycles that we used to have where we said, hey, we want to grow like 3% over an economic cycle, it is not really that predictable anymore. So now the question is, well, what does it really mean? Well, let's have a look at some calculations here. The average revenue per customer is around, it doesn't really matter, but let's say, and the average revenue per salesperson so that's great. If you now want to grow your business and you come in as an investor, you will be looking at the business cycle to see, well, are you in a growth rate or are you in a decline? If you're in a growth cycle, you would say, hey, yes, go and invest because I'm sure around about my investment and my return. But our cycle is flat at its best. So any investments that we would do, we cannot guarantee a return. So that means that even if we added a few more salespeople onto, onto the road, would we really get the return? So then the question comes, well, then perhaps we should be choosing different things. We cannot rely on the economy anymore to make us grow. So we have to do different choices. And so the, the time when do we choose is now. We have to make different choices. So what type of different choices can we make? Well, here's another diagram that, that we had. And um, that is about the distribution around the number of customers that we have. We have around, give and take, 25,000 customers. And the contribution every customer has to our turnover. And you've heard about the Pareto Principle. And these two lines that are in this diagram, they actually show the Pareto Principle. And this Pareto Principle means that here, here this vertical dotted line is 80%, sorry, is 20% our, for our customers. Sorry, this horizontal line here at the top is 80% of our turnover, which means that approximately here where they cross means that 20% of our customers give us 80% of our turnover. Ha, huh, you would think. Well, what do we choose then? Well, obviously, we'll want to choose to have more of these customers that give us all this type of turnover, right? That's what we want to choose. But then the question is, how do we choose that? Let's go into the next diagram here, because this is where we want to have a much closer look to think about, well, if, if we want to have more of these customers who give us all this revenue, how do we really choose to get more of those? Because it is not, first of all, it's not about putting more feet on the street. Otherwise, we would be doing it because we cannot get guarantee. We're not guaranteed to get the return of investment. So we have to do something else. We have to choose customers which are not in this section. And we have to move them into the area where they are more profitable and more beneficial for us. So what that does, that, does that mean? 
Well, that is, that is where we have to look at every single customer, if you like. And you say, well, which customer up here, which is outside of those 80%, which customer up here could potentially give us more of our business? And this is how the strategy then looks like, because first of all, we have to choose our customers and then we have to move them. And that is, in principle, the steps that we have to do. First of all, we go through the list of our customers and we say, well, which customers potentially could be put into this growth area um, where we do 80% of our business? And then we have to move them. And moving them seems to be so easy, doesn't it? Like, oh, we just wait until they move. <laughs> it's not really like that because this is where the real work is. Because we have to move them. And how do we really move them? And that is where we have decided in our sales strategy that we are going to divide them, of course, in development accounts, in T1 accounts, T2 accounts, T3 accounts. But how do you move them? Because when you start making this priority of development accounts, T1, T2, T3 accounts, you want to change something because you want to change the balance in which you're doing the business today. Which means that, first of all, you want to put these customers into the right categories. And the way you can, you can put them into the right categories is, first of all, you want to look at the level of relationships that you have. If you've got excellent relationships, excellent relationships naturally are better than good relationships or poor relationships. So there already you can decide good relationships matters. The other thing that you would want to look at is what opportunities do you have? And the more opportunities you will want to balance between the market share you have and the market potential. So what does it really mean? Well, if you have a customer who where you already have a big market share and you don't have so many opportunities left, well, then that customer might not give you that amount of growth than a customer where you have less market share and still have a lot of opportunity, business opportunity to capture. So that is where I've put the priority here between the T1, T2, and T3 in the development accounts so that you can get an idea how would you want to prioritize and move these customers. So naturally, um, one of the de development accounts, if we start from the top, a development account would be an account where you have the best relationships and the best opportunities. So naturally, 